What's up, man? Mr. Jonathan, how are we today, brother? Good, you? Good, man, good, good. Bless, bless, bless. So, welcome to Grunt Talk, man. This is going episode 16 for us here. It's crazy. So, pretty much, yeah, it's, it's been going on a good way. I know you, of course, from 24. Right. My employee for a while. Yeah, yeah, for a good time there. Definitely want to, first time being in here, I want to start from the beginning, of course. We'll go a little bit into 24, and then definitely a big topic that I want to go into for you because yeah. of your job in the mm-hmm. Air Force is how you got into that, the right. whole selection course, of course, mm-hmm. and then being an officer, right. that whole program. Um, where were you born and raised? I was born in Lakewood, Los Angeles. Uh, did a few years there with my family, and then we moved to San Diego, uh, you know, just because we wanted to get out of the hood. <laughs> and, well, you know, I don't really remember much of it as a kid, but... You know, from the stories my family talked about, it was wasn't that good. You know, East LA isn't that good for a kid growing up. So they wanted mm-hmm. to get you know remove us from that place and just bring us to a nicer, cleaner place. So San Diego's definitely a move. Uh, I lived on a reservation there, so San Pasqual for a good amount of my life, and then I went off to college and became an officer. What what age did you move out here to San Diego? When? What age? Oh, what age? Oh, wow, yeah, like elementary, maybe early middle school. And you said you didn't remember. Not Most much. Of LA. Yeah, I remember bits and pieces. Do you remember what part of LA? Exactly. Oh wow. No, not really. I know mm-hmm. my family's from Compton. You know, La Mirada and just Long Beach in general. But where exactly I grew up, what street? No, I don't know that. <laughs> hey, sometimes people are like, man, I live in this street. Yeah. This house. Yeah. Fucked up door. All no, this yeah, shit. Yeah, I do remember it was a two-story house. Kind of, I think mm-hmm. it was. We we lived on the top floor, so maybe we just owned the top, but. Yeah, it was two stories. I remember falling down the stairs as a kid. So maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's what made me choose this field, just because you know all of us are a little messed up in some way or another. And then, what high school did you go to? Valley Center High School. Valley Center. Yep. And then from there, did you? I know most people in high school, right? Like my mm-hmm. high school had it. I had no idea about. Um, I think it's is it uh, ROTC, right? Like R O like J R O T C. Yeah, that one. Yeah. See, I know. even then, I still don't even know after service. Yeah, shit. yeah. R O T C is for college. Uh, J R O T C is for high school students. But no, I didn't know about R O T C until I actually, you know, kind of went to college because I was always looking at the academy or you know VMI, so Virginia Virginia Military Institute. Uh, both are Army. Our academies, you know, can go both ways: Army, Navy, or Air Force. But yeah, I was had my eyes set on West Point. Didn't really work out. Looked at VMI, so Virginia Military Institute. Went there. Uh, kind of looked like a prison to me so I kind of veered away <laughs> from VMI I have a lot of friends that go to VMI so you know respect to them for sure but yeah uh, I just found out my ROTC career going to college what made you want to go into the military like I always tell people yeah my story wasn't this crazy thing it was just fucking bored I just wanted to leave do right. something different mm-hmm. like I was sick I didn't want to do the whole nine to five bullshit I was wasn't for yeah me. no absolutely and uh, growing up I was cheers. kind of just yeah cheers Growing up, I was kind of just, I never really liked the 9 to 5 idea, and I was always drawn to, you know, action movies, you know, it's just growing up, seeing, you know, people firing weapons and helicopters flying around planes doing their thing, infantry guys being infantry guys, that's what made me want to go in the Army, but I'm in the Air Force right now, which I'll get to, Um, so, you know, just seeing all that growing up, it just made me want to be a warrior, made me want to fight for something I believed in, and I believe in you know, freedom, prosperity, and the people I love. So I wanted to get in for that reason. I went to college, and I initially signed, I thought I signed into Army ROTC because I wanted to become an infantry officer. Uh-huh. My grandpa was in the infantry in Vietnam, so I wanted to do the exact same thing as he did. 
obviously times have changed and I guess my CRN code for my class got messed up so they put me in Air Force ROTC I was like <laughs> oh man I really don't want to be in the Air Force like that's kind of lame at the moment that was really lame you know because yeah, I was yeah. all gung-ho about being an infantry officer going to the army doing my thing there got into the Air Force program I was like all right I'll give it a semester and I'll switch four years later all that's passed I'm an Air Force officer I just found my calling for the Air Force and I just I loved it that's so funny because when we talked about it, right? We, yeah. we both worked for people to send in and watch on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I met Jonathan as my employee at yeah. 24 Hour Fitness. Mm-hmm. So at that time, he was already he already got commissioned at that time mm-hmm. and just waiting. And it's happened to a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people don't know and who are listening. There's times when you'll do a contract and either the government fucks up, they waste their money when they're not yeah. supposed to, yeah. they run out real quick, mm-hmm. or just something keeps fucking up on your end. Not on your end, but on yeah. their end. Yeah. And it prolongs it. I've seen people be here for two years, and yeah. then by that time, they're so done with it, yeah. they don't even want up going anymore. Yeah, it sucks, and I kind of got in that weird limbo stage as well. So what happened to me is I commissioned back in May of this year, and that's when I became, you know, an Air Force officer by chance. But I was still in the reserves, so I wasn't mm-hmm. active duty yet. And, you know, I still had a lot to get through before I actually got to uh, my first station, my first PCS. So when I actually get to where I got to do my training, I was told when I commissioned in May by my colonel, hey, you're going to be here for about another year. So find a job, get comfortable. You'll be here for a while. It's like, great, awesome. Mm-hmm. Got a job at 24. was loving it. A random Tuesday out of the week. Uh, she was like, hey, I was like, hey, she's like, you're going to go to Texas this Thursday. You're leaving. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, pack up your bags. You're leaving in two days. I was like, I thought it was going to be for another day. This is what, September? I don't know. Yeah, September, October. Around, it was mm-hmm. probably early October. And she was like, hey, yeah, you're leaving. I was like, okay, awesome. When do I, when do I report? She's like, you report Sunday. I was like, okay, it's Tuesday. I leave Thursday. I have to be in Texas Sunday and report. She's like, yep. I'm like, fine. Yeah, let's go. And then. Packed up my bags, went to Texas, and then my active duty career started from there forward. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of hurry up and wait, and then oh, yeah. when they tell you to go, you have to go really fast. It's it's so crazy that how it can go so fast. I remember yeah. even my little experience. I already knew I was going to leave right after graduation. Mm-hmm. They just didn't give me like an actual date. They didn't tell yeah. me shit. They're yeah. like, hey, all of a sudden I'm just chilling at my boy's house, and mm-hmm. he text, my recruiter texts me. He's like, hey, uh, you ready? For what? Yeah. I was like, well, you leave today. I was like, where to? I was like, basic. I was like, what the fuck? So that day, literally, I know I was just going to in processing. So right. I was in San Diego for like another two fucking days before mm-hmm. I even left. Shaved my head real quick. I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to shave my head. I'm going to shave myself. I was right. like, fuck. Did all that whole processing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that quick. It was literally in fucking basic training. And then three, six months later, actually, wow. my whole job. That's crazy. So it's definitely crazy. And it's so funny that everybody, it's. <laughs> Everybody always starts either that way, right? They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I was going to go to the Marines first. I was going to go in, into the Army first. And then as I got into it now, mm-hmm. I always tell people, I don't care what branch you serve with. If you want to serve, hey, have at it. Absolutely. I always tell people now looking at it, mm-hmm. Air Force, I'm not going to lie, is probably the best fucking yeah. thing yeah. of living that you're going to have in regards to it. Mm-hmm. Hence the reason why we call you motherfuckers Chair Force. Chair Force. Hey, <laughs> fly desk. Don't fly plane. Fly desk. It's all good. All I did is jump out of your planes. That's all uh, I fucking did. Hey, we're the FedEx of the military. <laughs> but what was that, like, going from there? I know you had it in your mind being an arm officer and then going into the Air Force. Um, was How was that transition for you? I know every branch is different. Yeah. Um, 
like Army's basic training to be an officer, um, OC, I think is what it's called. OCS. It. Yeah. OCS. Day one, you're going to college. Like, do you guys do that during summer? Like, those are what I'm treated. Like, okay. when do you guys do that training? Right. Okay. So, there are like four ways you can actually get into the officer like career field. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to school, so go to college, get your bachelor's, and then you can actually go talk to your Army recruiter and apply for OCS. That's pretty, you know. Pretty standard almost. It's pretty it's pretty normal. It's kinda not normal in a sense. That's for people that, you know, they get their bachelors of whatever and mm-hmm. they're like, I really don't want to go into this career field yet and I wanna explore my other options. Hey, the military sounds great. Oh, and they'll also pay for my masters, you know, you get the post nine eleven GI Bill. Mm-hmm. Which is a good chunk of change and you can easily get your masters with that money. I got my degree with that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great, great, great opportunity. So they'll be like, I really don't want to do nine to five, just like what you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. They'll go to the recruiter get a slot for OCS if they can. It gets really competitive, especially for people that have no prior experience. They go to OCS, they do their thing there, and then they find out, you know, they apply for the job, get their job, and then they go be an officer. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a, a normal way to do it. Another way is ROTC. So you do four years. If you are on a fast track program, it might be two years. If that, it's usually three or four years that you have to be in ROTC. Mm-hmm. You, you know, do your four years stuff there, it's college or three. And then you like pick your dream sheet. Essentially, if you're not going to be pilot, if you're not going to be any type of like special operations or special warfare, uh, then you you know you pick a dream sheet. And then on that dream sheet, the Air Force or the Army or whoever picks that your job. So your MOS or AFSC, you get that job. You go to your training. That's how you become your officer. Real quick, what did you have on there? What? What did you have on there on the list? So for me, it was. So usually if you don't go for pilot or if you don't go try out for special warfare, those are both very competitive. There's a standard, I don't know, like 20 to 30 jobs that you can pick from as an officer for at least the Air Force that I had the option of choosing from. Mm -hmm. I think my number one was cyber warfare because that sounded really cool to me. Yeah, it sounded cool to me. I'm like, you know, you're you're on the computer. It's like the 90s uh, hacker. It's like, oh, I'm in mainframe kind of thing. Yeah, the whole mainframe of it, yeah. Yeah, so that was my number one. I believe my number two was security forces, so SECFO, so MP, essentially. And three, oh, man, might have been Intel. I think three was intelligence for me, so an Intel officer. Four, five, six, I don't remember what they were. They, yeah, I don't remember. I think I had something like that, too, because I think... They gave you those options too as well. I don't fucking remember, dude. I just wrote infantry. That's all I fucking yeah, remember. Yeah. I, didn't even, I didn't even remember the other options. Yeah. I didn't even care. I was like, just give me that one. Yeah. Whatever's quicker. Absolutely. But going into that, so it took you the four years, right? Yeah, I did ROTC my freshman year to my senior year. I graduated on time somehow. <laughs> yeah. I, there's a few classes. What did you do in? Uh, management and marketing. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, management and then I got a minor in marketing. So. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, I mean, it was a good time. I really enjoyed my college experience, so... We talked about the, you know, getting your bachelor's and then going to OCS as mm-hmm. a civilian. We talked about ROTC. There also is another way. So you can enlist, you know, and then do a few years there, get your bachelor's and then apply for OCS. You have a higher chance of getting into OCS with that because you mm-hmm. obviously have your degree, you have military experience. You're more competitive than the civilian. So that, that's where it gets, you know, the competition. So from. that, what I see from GCX Band is just the, the military is not waiting for you to graduate, if you graduate, mm-hmm. that is. So it makes sense. It makes sense that the military would do that because mm-hmm. um, I never understood that. I'd always have friends who were like, oh, I'm going to get commissioned. And I have a couple friends who got commissioned the other way. Right. I just never understood that. And I think there's a lot of people who 
even working at 24 bro they're like oh i'm gonna go to the military stuff like that it's yeah. like, oh cool we're, we're vets you know hey we're, we've served before what's up mm. and they give us that story like hey i want to do this i always tell every person like dude stop wasting your fucking time be an mm. officer i don't care what the fuck you do an officer yeah. be an officer yeah it's just it helps you get so much better at becoming the leader mm. and to be a leader you have to grow up so much faster anyways yeah, yeah, you do. You definitely have to grow up faster as a person because I'm 22 years old. I'm an officer in the Air Force. Uh, it's a lot of responsibility. It's the most responsibility you'll get, like, bang for your buck. Like, I don't know many other 22-year-olds that are doing the similar job as I am. I know other officer friends that are doing their own job. You mm-hmm. know, they're an engineer, they're an intel. They kind of take care of themselves only. They don't really have people they have to take care of. In my career field, I am lucky enough to be able to be in that role to take care of other men. Uh, not deal with their problems. I don't like saying deal because that makes it sound like they're a hassle. Mm-hmm. I say work with them and figure out what's the best, you know, next COA, you know, course of action for them in their life, personal life, you know, military career, anything like that. Mm-hmm. What was um, the biggest thing for you? I know we were talking about when we were at 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into, once you got commissioned and everything, right. going there, you picked, what was your job actually? As in, oh, well, like, what's my job now? Yeah. So I'm a trainee, so I'm a TACP candidate. So I, for me, so for officers, at least, you have to get, you know, selected. So you have to put an app, like a paper application to mm-hmm. go to this course. And this course is, well, there's different courses for different jobs. There's Stowe, Crow, TACP. Um, I applied for TACPO, so TACP officer. It was called ALO, so Air Liaison Officer. Mm-hmm. There's been some job expansion and enlightenment, and they just switched the names around just to make it easier, I think. But so TACPO, can, yeah, keep it simple, essentially. So TACPO, candidate, essentially. Uh, you have to go to this week-long selection. I went to it at Moody Air Force Base in Georgia uh, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get there. It's essentially a week of sleep dev, leadership, land nav, just events to figure out who you are as a person there's psych docs assigned to a group of people like each you know five people at the selection have their own psych doc they look at them evaluate them you know put them in a rack and stack essentially of oh are they good are they not good you know why or why not and then they have like regular doctors looking at you like okay can they perform this task well okay their heart rate's going crazy okay they probably can't swim that well well yeah so it's a pretty in-depth evaluation it's gotten better the longer the selection's been there, so it was called AAA. Now it's called Top T, so Tac P Officer Phase Two. Essentially, what it is. How many people started with you in that class? Uh, I think we had fifty people. How many people finished? Everybody finished, or no, no, no. About half the guys finished. Okay, so like twenty five people. That's a good way to kind of weed people out. Yeah, you know, yeah. Every schooling such, in yeah. the military is a little different, especially as you know, going into the career field of mm-hmm. it being that you know physically, mentally challenging. And of those twenty five people, I only think maybe. 13, 14 people got picked up. Oh, wow. So the other guys were told, hey, you didn't get picked up right now, but you can come back. Like, you're invited to come back. Of course, you have to put your application back in again. You have to make it through the entire Hell Week. They called it a Hell Week. It was just, it was good. It was a fun time. I want to say it was Hell Week because it wasn't that bad, for me at least, but obviously for some people it was, you know, more difficult. And what I struggled with, other people exceeded with. And what did you struggle with? I struggled with, well, obviously the swim. <laughs> uh, well, because you know we don't swim as much as Crow Stow, so PJ, CCT, yeah. SR guys. But there is some swimming in the TACP career field. Some, very some. Like, but we're rocks. Like that's we sink. We're made <laughs> to load, like to bear weight and carry it a long distance. 
that's why we don't swim that well because we're so heavy, we're dense, we're not flexible. I don't know. <laughs> but it was just a week of that. Then after that, you get to TACB prep. So if you get picked up, you go to Lackland. So across the street from Lackland, there's Chapman, Chapman Annex. There you have TACB prep. That's about another week long. And after that, you start your course as an officer. So four blocks of TACP apprenticeship. It's mm-hmm. block one, block two, block three, block four. Uh, each block is separated into specific like trainings. Like block one is like let's say just radios. Mm-hmm. Block two is combatives and land nav. Block three is like small arms fire, like just like fire teams, you know, leading and plus the other two blocks. So radios still also a lot of land nav, vehicle nav probably. Block four is putting it all together, and then after that you get your nice black beret and you go on to your uh, get your JTAC qualification. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, that's so different. Like every every branch always has like what they get. I was just gonna ask that too. Like what do you get? I know for at least in the army mm-hmm. when I went to airborne school, we got yeah. our black berets just like our issued ones. Yeah, the army doesn't wear berets anymore. They just kind of wear the little hats now. Yeah, we stole that actually. The attack piece stole that from the army actually. Yeah. <laughs> or it I borrowed, borrowed. I would say. Stop. So emo fucking stole. <laughs> uh, but we would get the rumor braids. So if you pass airborne school, you'd be surprised, dude. That to me, that was the easiest fucking school I've ever been to. Yeah. Like if you went to that school, I don't know if you have to. I don't know if that's required. Yeah, for you. we yeah, tech piece go to airborne and then aerosol. Did you do airborne? Not right. yet. Yeah, not yet. You will laugh how easy it is. And you will laugh at how much people fail that fucking it's just three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. First week isn't not even much, really. They're just getting you into your whole system. Yeah. And then the next day, as soon as you get there, you do PT test. Mm-hmm. And, dude, on the PT test alone, like, half these motherfuckers. Is that just, like, the standard two? Is it, like, a two-mile run or three-mile run? They give you... I think they did it because there's so many people who go to airborne school. Right. They know a good amount of the... I'm talking about motherfuckers who've been sitting in an office for, yeah. like, 20 years of their whole fucking career out of shape. Yeah. Ain't doing this shit no more. More than half those dudes fucking leave. Yeah, it, it's exactly that, but they cut in half. So let's say you're doing push-ups. As soon as you hit 42, all right, you're done. Really? Like they stop yep. you? They stop you because there's that many people. They don't Damn. care if you can do more. Sit-ups. I think it was like 50-something. All right, cool, you're done. Really? And then the mile, I think it was two miles. Mm. You just had to finish it. I don't think they even gave a fuck about the time. Really? Mm-hmm. But you'd be surprised, man. It just weighed people out. The second week was just showing you how to do PLFs. Um, how to slip and everything. You do some of the jumps from like the towers that they had. Yeah, I know. Do they still use the towers? Yeah. They do? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, as long as I know. That was the last time I did those. And then the third week is when you do your jumps. They show you how to bag everything, how to set up your rigs and everything. And then, yeah, third week you just do... You do um, a Hollywood jump, which is you're jumping without anything, just your parachute. Got it. Second one is going to be a combat jump. Mm-hmm. Third one is going to be a night jump. Your fourth one is going to be a combat jump in the day. Mm-hmm. And your fifth one, I think, is just another Hollywood. Okay. So it depends. Like, mine got messed up. I almost didn't even come home on time. Oh, really? Because it was raining like crazy in Georgia. Oh. So with that, it fucks up your... You can jump in the rain, mm-hmm. but if it's too bad of winds up there, the knots and everything, fucks you all up. Right. So there was like three days. It got to the point where there was the last day. We were like the last ones you needed. Like two jumps, that's it. Right. Like, all right, all we're doing, we're going to go back to back. You're right. literally going to jump, just your parachute, just Hollywood, get down, 
get another fucking parachute, you're gonna go again. And that's what we did. Nice. And luckily, we were able to graduate that way. But as soon as we did that, we literally came back, put our nice uniform on, and then just got a bridge. Nice. And that was that was the whole thing on there. Yeah, that's but, awesome. But uh, it, it's crazy how different every branch can be for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the, the TACP crew feels completely different, you know, from the CCTs, the brand new SR. So SR, it got re- reinvented. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was Southeast, so Special Operations Weather Team. Now it's SR, so Special Reconnaissance. Sounds a lot better. <laughs> sounds better. Yeah. It sounds better. Sounds a lot more cool, uh, for sure. And then you also have the PJs. And then mm-hmm. they get their berets at different times in their course, usually probably after they finish. But after, yeah, attack P apprenticeship, that's when we get our black berets. And that's when, you know, we go to our... So it's being changed around right now, actually. Like, we're in a... As the attack P community is in a big change. So they used to be... You go to your ASOS, so Air Support Operations Squadron. Mm-hmm. Then you'd get JTAC called there. And being in JTAC called is like 12 to 24 months. So it's a long time before you can even call in an airstrikes. So JTAC stands for Joint Term Attack Controller. Same, like the same thing as attack P. So attack P's are guys that are not JTAC, well they can be, mm-hmm. but they are guys that are JTAC called in time. Um, but once you go to your ASOS from attack P, you become a Romat, so a radio operator, maintainer, and driver, you're essentially a JTAC apprentice. You, gotcha, gotcha. you are assigned usually to a JTAC and you kind of like learn the ropes and then you go to your JTAC QC, so your JTAC qualification course. You do all the, you know, testing and qualification there. Then you get your JTAC badge and you can actually control air. I know when I was in deployment, mm-hmm. there was always a JTAC with us. Yeah. Always. Yep. Every de- no matter what mission we went on, there was always a dude in the Air Force there yep. with us, right along with us. I didn't even know it was Air Force because pretty same much the same uniform, uniform yeah. and everything. Yep. Only way I knew was because he's like, oh, I'm in the Air Force. Oh, okay. Didn't yeah. ask you, fucker, but <laughs> yeah. So uh, the primary duty of attack P is, well, let's say you're attack P, you're not even JTAC called yet. Mm-hmm. You'll still go and you'll, you know, advise ground commanders of the air assets you have and the capabilities that you do have. So okay, we have these at our standby. This is what we can do with them. And let's say the commander's like, hey, I want this effect. You'd be like, okay, with this, this, this on this, you know, air to mud, like on a timely manner. We can give you that effect and then we'll give you like a different you know package essentially gotcha gotcha but as a jtac you'll be assigned to a lot of ground units so army units uh, marine seal units that's going more to soft and you know ranger regs and then jsoc stuff like that so there are different levels of tac piece so there are regular conventional tac piece which are the guys you probably worked with mm-hmm. and it's just like a lifestyle that you choose essentially like those guys probably have families they want to get back to they have their own careers they want to start up somewhere else and then there are soft tack piece and those are the guys that run the tier one you know ranger seal guys stuff like that those are the guys that are like super gung-ho want to go for <laughs> it do their own thing like it's really really competitive and also with the competition it becomes higher risk high reward and it's a good time definitely interesting man i know these are things I wanted to ask you before, but I know you hadn't done your job at the time. Yeah, I'm still learning. I was, still, so, learning. Interested. And I was I'm so, so interested still about learning. it. I'm always going to be learning. I'm very brand new to this career field. So, of course, you know, just diving, like getting into it, I wanted to know as much as I can. Like I said, still learning. Every single day I'm finding out something new. A new acronym. There's so many acronyms <laughs> in the military. Death by acronyms. In yeah, the seriously. Military, but. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's a great career field to get into, especially the officer side. Yeah. Eventually, all officers will lead to a desk at some point or another. But you know, as a TAC PO, a TAC PO you'll get a few years of uh, deployments on your belt, and then 
you'll go advise and oversee other tactics. Question I always ask people, especially yeah. because you're you're so young technically into the field, even though you've done your four years. Yeah. As of right now, the, the training, everything you're doing, as new as you are, staying in, gonna make it a career. So far, you're thinking a great it. Qu- yeah, <laughs> so so young and just fresh into this career field. Yeah, I mean, I've I love it. I mean, I like I've started my new job, my you know shiny job with this fancy title and whatever. I love it. I love working with my guys, mm-hmm. the guys in the community, and all the you know special warfare community. They're all awesome. I just like I'm a people person by nature. I like talking to people. I like working with people. I like problem solving. This career field and all the other spec warfare career fields have their own unique problems. They have a lot of them. Not bad, but just you know problems. as missions. Yeah, problems. You know as missions go on, things go wrong. That kind of thing. Anything. Um, I like that. I like working. I like solving the problems with my men getting the outcome we want at the end of the day, just sitting back and be like, that was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sucked, but we got the outcome we wanted. We got the effect. Uh, that's what I want, and that's what I got. I love it so far. I love it. I love it. I was That wasn't me. I, I think at 22, yeah. I think I was... I came back from deployment. Right. And I think I was in garrison. We call it garrison. I don't know what you guys call it. Like, yeah. we, you're not in war and I think you're just... It's like a nine to five almost. It really is. Yeah. If you're not trained, you're just doing the fucking nine to five. Yeah. Infantry is more like four whenever the fuck we say you get off. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's no fucking nine to five yeah. for us. But uh, I think, yeah, it was at, as at that time. And it was so funny. Right before I got out, mm-hmm. they actually, um, Special Warfares, they, they actually gave me an invitation. Oh, right. I forgot how the fuck I, I met somebody from there and mm-hmm. they liked me. It's like, dude, come try out. Yeah. And he was, a, he was an instructor there. Mm-hmm. I was like, come try out. I was like, the fuck? I was like, at this time, I had six months left, dude. I was a piece of shit, man. I was a, I was a shit bag. I didn't give a fuck anymore. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. Deuces. Like, it was... Not that I didn't love my career. I'm so proud I wore those boots, and I would do it all over again with the same group of people. Yeah. I always tell people, as long as you have that under your belt, who gives a fuck if you served it in one year? If mm-hmm. you've only served how many years? As long as you don't regret it. I don't regret it, but... I knew for 20 years of being a grunt, I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I can't do this shit. Right. And I'm happy because I'm in my wife. Mm-hmm. Got my twins. Right. And I know if I stayed in, that probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah. I think it would have been more down the long haul. Yeah. Interesting question I want to ask you. Sure. Being young as you are, going yeah. to um, having your own place there and everything, mm-hmm. getting that commission money, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for you, I think an interesting thing that people don't understand how hard it is to be in a relationship. Do you, are you in a relationship or do you see yourself no, being in a relationship? No. That for me was the hardest fucking thing. Just because, not because I saw myself like, oh, I can't be with this girl because I'm in Cali and stuff like that. Right. It was more of, I saw what happened to my brothers. Yeah. In no, that absolutely. relationship. And yeah. I'm assuming you might be hearing that already with people just there. Yeah. Like what's going on. Mm-hmm. I know that was a big thing for me. I'm like, yeah, I'm not fucking dating anybody in that sense. Uh, do you see yourself like having a family in the military that whole doing the whole thing that way or just you the whole time that's a great question and hopefully I can answer that to the best of my ability right now but I want a family one day I definitely obviously you know before you have a family you have to have a girlfriend and then you propose to her go through that whole set of uh, ordeals. Now you're in the military now, dude. It can change like that, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know. Actually, uh, You can I do. go to the strip club, dude. I, do. Like, I, girl. I know a few of my guys that are getting married. They're pretty young, you know, 19, 20. Uh, they're getting married over this 
break that we have right now and mm-hmm. like congratulations but like I couldn't see myself getting married at 19 or 20 regardless of right now and we're just even having a girlfriend in this career field just because it's, it's a lot of time that you're away and not even like time let's say like she lives with you mm-hmm. in training it's not even time away physically just time away mentally as well very true because you have a lot on your plate you have to study you have to stay in shape you work out a lot your body's broken so you have to recover a lot so you ice and you use you know if there are guns and normal attacks and whatever you have at your use you will use and even when you're gone you know you wake up at four you step off and start PTing you know pretty darn early 545 06 you do I do that right now at least all day long three workouts a day get lunch in the middle another workout in the afternoon and then I usually go to the gym again with one of my other buddies and then we have a fourth workout in the day and then by five o'clock, we're usually in bed, ready to go to sleep because we fall asleep, you know, pretty early. Just because you know you got to get all that rest because it's active, active, yeah, active working out, and you need that recovery to supplement that. But going back to the question of having, you know, a girlfriend or being in a relationship, I want to be mm-hmm. so bad, but I also know that it's not my time yet. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm not. I'm ready to be. I'm mature enough, and I have. You know, I'm financially well off and I'm all independent but I want to put my time and my focus to my men mm-hmm. I want to put my time my focus to my job being the best that I can because if I'm not taken care of I can't take care of anyone else and I know that if I'm in a relationship that's going to take time away from myself my men my job and like my, my, my focus from someplace mm-hmm. as much as I do want to be in a relationship I don't think right now is the best time and then operationally going down the line, being away, you know, back-to-back appointments, that's going to be tough as well. So if you meet the right person, and, or if I do, absolutely, I'll jump on the opportunity. But I'm not going to force anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let it happen naturally, organically. So, yeah, probably stay single for a little bit. I I was single the whole fucking time. It was yeah. like, if I stayed in, I, yeah. I think I would have the whole time, to be honest. You travel so much and you meet so many people. It's like... Yeah, if you stay in this little community, you know these many people. Mm-hmm. Sure, then you, you kind of figure. And if you have, if you're just here, you find out who you like here. Mm-hmm. But being in the military, you travel from here to here. You meet people there. If you travel here, you meet people there, here and here. You know, you have all these people not to choose from, but that you know are available to you to start anything with. And it's different from people that work, let's say, in San Diego. They hang out in San Diego. That's all they know. That's all they know. Same thing with people from, I went to school in Pennsylvania, so Pennsylvania, they stay in Pennsylvania, all they know is Pennsylvania. Most people in the military, they travel a lot. They'll know people in Pennsylvania, Florida, San Diego, you know, Montana, Mississippi, everywhere. And then their pool of people they can hang out with, associate with, and date, it grows, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'll be single for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's a question I like to ask people mm-hmm. just because I always try to help people Yeah, who are so young into the military career. From the shit I've seen, people like just get divorced over and just fucked up mentally. Yeah. I'm like, dude, let me give you some advice. Like, yeah. you, you know, you could take it or not. I don't give a fuck. I'm just, you know, trying to give you some help because it's help. I saw that firsthand. Yeah, it sucks. It, sucks it was just sure. definitely something that I think a lot of people, a lot of people get into the military for that reason. They got married young. Yeah. Or they got a baby young. Yeah. And like, you know what? I can't really find a, an income job right now to satisfy everything I need to be able to 
financially give mm-hmm. to my family now, you know what? I'm going to serve. Right. And it may be good maybe first year or second year. After a while, I think the biggest thing that people don't realize, like when I was stationed in North Carolina, I put myself in that standpoint, right? First night, I'm not going to fucking lie, dude. When I got into my room and everything, like, all right, cool. Uh, this is your room. It was pretty much like this. Bare room. Yeah. Pretty much nothing, right? You had all your stuff in there, but there's nothing in there. Right. And that's kind of when reality hits. Mm-hmm. And you're you're there. You're your own. You know, you're at your unit and everything. Yep. You're, you're just, fuck. Nothing here. And I think about it now. I was like, fuck. I could never picture bringing a wife mm-hmm. over there, right? I, I think about how luxury you have here to... Fuck man, I'm bored. Yo, let me hit up Jonathan real quick. Yo, John, you wanna go lift? Yeah. Something something that's subtle. Yeah, you get your friends in the military and everything, but mm-hmm. from the significant other part, mm-hmm. it's so hard. And I, and I always saw them like I don't think I could even see that for them. Mm-hmm. Them being like, damn, how are they gonna be able to do that? Right. Like, how can they make new friends? Right. It's so crazy going from a whole different field, especially North Carolina. Luckily, yeah. I had family there that okay, my good. mom wanted to tell me about later. Right. And I would go visit them every now and then. Yeah. But yeah, I still felt that. The very first couple of times, I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, right. it made me so homesick. Like, I just wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I got over it. Right. Um, but a lot of people, very fascinated, right? As young as you are in too much career, mm-hmm. the great reason why I brought John to this. You know, the podcast is for everybody... You know, whatever combat experience you have or you don't have mm-hmm. or you're not even in combat arms, that's not important to me. What for me is is to give you a platform to be able to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Because your story right here, it just takes one person listening or somebody sees a clip of it. I'm like, damn, you know what? I've always wanted to go to the Air Force. Right. Oh, wow. I didn't know about that. Yeah. About ROTC. I didn't know that you, I can get my degree while doing this and getting paid for my master's and everything. Yeah. And I always want to bring somebody. I don't care if you literally just got commissioned motherfucking yesterday. Brand brand. You know, it's such a platform to be able to help people. And I always look back, like, how can I help people in Mm. regards to, like, me and you, we we relate so much. That's why we got so long at work was we like to help people. Mm. We're people people for that reason. And that was my big thing. Like, How can I make a platform that will help them for that reason? Right. And... Anybody listening, whether you have some friends as well, who want to come on the podcast and just tell the story. Like I said, I don't give a fuck. You just got commissioned yesterday. You just got into your first unit. Yeah. Everybody has such a unique story, whether it be prior or what got them into it. Mm-hmm. And this, that's exactly what this platform's for. Yeah, it's awesome. The last thing I want to do for you, brother, I always kind of give people like that last minute. Yeah. Um, right now, where do you see yourself in the next three years? Three years, hopefully I'll be done with training. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of new changes. So traditionally you'd go to your ASOS, you'd get JTAC called there, and then you'd go and operate, you know, after you, of course, you get airborne, aerosol, and any other, you know, pathfinder if you want to, and mm-hmm. if it's available. You go and operate, so that would, you know, be another, that would be me in three years to say that, because I still have to finish the schoolhouse. That'll be another six months if I don't get injured or if I don't wash back at all. And I got to wait to go to, you know, my ASOS traditionally. And then two more years here, another year, I would be operational. Now it's, they're messing around with this FTU idea. So they're taking guys straight from the schoolhouse after airborne air assault, putting them in this compressed JTAC course, mm-hmm. getting them qualified in like 
half a year, a year if that, and then they're operational within a year and a half, two years of being, you know, or finishing BMT and special warfare prep. So it's a super fast turnaround and it makes more operators more quickly. They're still messing around that idea because they're not sure if it's going to be a good idea or if it's going to be, you know, the same level of training that the prior JTACs got in the 24 months or the 12 months they were as a Romad learning to be JTAC then going to their JTAC QC. Where do I see myself in three years? Hopefully, again, done with, you know, qualified as a JTAC tech P, attached to a good unit. And Would you operate. be promoted by then? What's that? Would you be another promotion by then? Yeah, in three years from now, I'll be close to captain. Close to captain there? Yeah. That's before you take off. That's another interesting thing. I know in the Army, the only reason why I know somewhat of the structure of the military, yeah. a lot of my friends were lieutenants at first. Yeah. They got ranked up and everything. Mm-hmm. At least in the army, it seemed like it took a little bit longer. Depending on what you did, of course, you might get mm-hmm. captain, first lieutenant. How long is the air force structure? I know my boys and some who are in the marines are like, dude, it took fucking forever just yeah. to get corporal. It took this just to get this. Yeah, like, absolutely. Have to explain that, like how your structure. So, as an officer in the air force, it goes second lieutenant, first lieutenant usually after about two years, and then captain two years after that. So, if you're a second lieutenant, brand new officer, butter bar. And within four year, by four years, you should be a captain if you don't mess up at all. Mm-hmm. So don't get any bar fights, don't crash a car, <laughs> you know, anything, anything dumb that it could be easily avoided. And you, you know, you meet all your marks, you're a great person, you know, your peers love you, you do great on all your evaluations, you kick ass at your job, you'll be captain in four years. After that, it goes to major, and major takes a little bit longer to get to, then obviously lieutenant colonel is a little bit longer than that. You know, usually most people are lieutenant colonel or if you're a firewall five, like awesome, you'll be a colonel, so full bird by 20 years. Oh, well, wow. yeah, it's a long time. So, captain in four, usually major, another six, four years, like six years after that, maybe eight, and then colonel, another six, eight years after that. Well, we'll see, brother. I'm excited for you, brother. Yeah. It was a pleasure having you on the show, man. Seeing Thanks you for again, brother. Me. Bye, brother.